You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's outline what DK Metcalf said. Yeah. So he he, he said that um, essentially Okuda... The implication was Okuda wasn't as tough a matchup uh, one-on-one because he wasn't playing one-on-one. He had safety help over the top. Have I got that correct? Yes. Yes, you did. Yeah. Well, this is funny to me coming from Metcalf because the Seahawks offense has always had this thing where it seems like uh, they're running loads of shell defense. Like, there's no one-on-ones. Like, they're doubling DK. It's like... Well, it's not a true double in like the man double sense where you have a man-to-man guy following that guy across the field and then another man-to-man guy bracketing that guy across the field. It's zone coverage. so it's, it's But for like the layman, it is kind of a double coverage when DK runs down the field deep. And what does DK Metcalf do from a root tree perspective? Like he runs a dig occasionally, mm-hmm. but really it's go routes, comebacks, hitches, up and down, up and down, up and down. So when he's getting this, say, a cloud cornerback playing to him uh, and the deep half safety at the top, like cover two, um, if you're running downfield against that, you're getting removed from the play, as we saw what basically killed, well, part of what killed the let Rush Cookie era mm-hmm. was teams just doing that to DK every single time, mm-hmm. DK just being removed from the play. Uh from a Lions perspective, I know that they're they're mixing their coverages, so they do that, and they, then they do um, quarter quarter half, where instead of having a, a cover two cornerback, you have a cover four cornerback, and then a guy camped in your dig window. DK can play on the the sort of comeback stuff on that, but realistically, like the reason Tyler Lockett's been getting most of these intermediate catches and and you know these kind of uh, catches in space is because he has the route running. Uh, Skill set, not skill, because DK is a good route runner. He's just a big dude, right? Mm. But Lockett has the kind of uh, skill set to separate and get open against these kinds of uh, shell coverages. Whereas for Metcalf, it is often a frustrating day of basically catching 15-yard, 10-yard uh, hitches, comebacks, the occasional slant. Uh, and uh, the very rare, uh, or although mm. less less rare with Geno Smith, dig route against... Um, you know, quarters. So does that answer your question, Ty? Yeah, pretty much. So when it comes to Akuda, obviously we've seen him, you know, just recently this past week, shut down Justin Jefferson. We've seen, you know, um, he's, he's had a really good start to the year. 
Uh, so that's going to be interesting. And of course, I'm sure that's probably how they're going to play DK and we'll see how that all matches up. But um, it's a little interesting. I mean, do you, do you think what what do you think about when receivers do this? Do you think that they're setting themselves up for failure doing this? Because well, it, his... it does seem like it always bites receivers and in, in, in the tail side when this uh, when, when they do kind of pop off a little bit. I, I don't I haven't seen many receivers go after corners and then actually back that up on the field at least mm. that come to my mind right and here's the thing ty i am a and for, we've picked up a few new listeners thank you very much and for mm. those of you who've recently tuned in or have forgotten i am a defensive guy first and foremost i have a background in defensive backs as in coaching them briefly playing it at a very bad level and i, I don't like receivers <laughs> generally speaking and they do like to talk, don't they? And and all of this stuff. DK's actually been talking like a lot in press conferences. Like I think like one week he was asked about watching receiver tape, and he was like, "I don't need to watch them because they're playing against me." It's like, okay, that's lame. Um, <laughs> but it's all good. it's all fun and games, right? Uh, yeah, it could it could end badly. Like I I don't see how it changes against Detroit from the same issues that you know they're faced. Right. <laughs> faced. Right. Like it it is what it is. Like. Now the the compensation is well if they're if they're using these coverages where they're you know putting two over a player or three over three over two or four over three they're playing two high safeties well then they've lost the safety from the box and so you should be able to run the ball more effectively you should be more efficient um, running the football because they they've lost that numbers advantage uh, with the exchange of um, you know gaining gaining a coverage player. Uh, or coverage guy on the back end at least and that gives you more flexibility in the coverages you run so it's only a kick a jump a block it's only a serve it's only a tackle a run it's only for the fans after all it's only pressure you got this adidas I, I don't know. I mean, do you think DK's suddenly going to d- transition into b- being great? Do you like it when he talks smack? I mean, like, I I, I don't mind it. Like I said, I, I like it. Like, it's, uh, it's fun. It's all fun and games at the end of the day, and we're ultimately playing a game at the end of the day here. We're talking about a game made for children. <laughs> but, like, uh, it's, uh, you know, it, I, I don't know if it's, like, it doesn't really change anything for me, right? Like, we know, like, what it's going to be how they're going to defend dk and you know it's just really like can can the seahawks get into their game can they create opportunities for dk can they get the ball in his hands and can they get him to make stuff happen it's pretty much it right that's all it comes down to so yeah i'm not i don't i'm not really like this to me isn't really necessarily a storyline heading into the game like oh my god what's gonna happen between dk and jeff okuda like i don't care but like uh you know they do need to get him involved more though and they try to against Atlanta and uh, obviously you know he's got to catch more balls in that situation with all the targets that he got didn't he end up getting like 11 or 12 in that game and he only caught well this is the thing like this is the thing with his root tree and with the context of how teams are playing him as well like and without Russell Wilson right who before teams were going like into these middle field open uh, looks, when it was still like largely a single high one on one outside world, 
Russ was so efficient and it was such an incredible deep ball thrower and, and a moon ball thrower, right? And so mm-hmm. DK's efficiency was kind of up through his root tree of like, you know, basically up and down sideline stuff, right? Now he can play in the slot as well a bit, but it's still vertical kind of deals. Yeah. But uh, now you've got Geno Smith, who's obviously like no one's as good as Russell Wilson. And we've got some Pete Carroll comments sort of mm. on that, which I'd like to de- delve into a bit later. Yeah. But no one's no one's as good at Russ- as Russell Wilson at throwing the deep ball. Gino's okay. Like he has some patchy uh, sort of underthrows on that, and uh, especially throwing like the sideline go ball stuff. But ultimately, mm. like the, a lot of the Metcalf targets, is like there's there's some variance there that they there should be a bit more inefficient. But also, he's never well, not never, but he's always, I should say, had moments where he is not doesn't look like a natural catcher. Like his hands become hard. He drops yeah. the football. Uh, some unfortunate things where he's almost trying so hard to catch the ball that he's battling it and and mm. ends in the ball falling incomplete. And so, uh, again, I haven't delved back into the Falcons tape yet. That is mm. my task after this. Uh, you know, four a.m. as you, as a normal person would do. I'll probably we have to mention that. tape review tomorrow. Tape review yes. tomorrow. Yeah. Yes, and and I will have all the tape watched for tomorrow's podcast. Yeah. But. Yeah, I, I I don't know. Like, where was I going with that? Just yeah, it's it's kind of who Metcalf is, and yeah, I didn't realize he had eleven targets. That's crazy. Yeah, and I think he only caught like four or five of them. That's you know, but again, like you said, right? Like, it's just he's he's limited, and that doesn't mean that he's not good, right? Like, he's very good, but it's just you know, there's only you know certain things that he can really do particularly well. He's and he excels at those. Um, so, yeah, you know, I just, I'd like to see, you know, them try to figure out a way to get him involved because he is such a great talent and can make things happen. But, you know, it's just all about how, you know, these teams want to go after the Seahawks, right? And the other um, thing here is like, there will come a time, like they're waiting for it, that mm-hmm. you know, they're waiting for it where a team plays middle field close, single high against the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd imagine the Cardinals will do a bit of that. Yeah. And when that happens, and it's like, especially if it's press coverage, they'll throw the ball at DK. Like, they'll, yeah. they'll try it deep. I felt in the 49ers game and sort of what inspired, I think, some of Carroll's comments was they did play quite a bit of cover three. Okay, the cornerbacks were off. But, like, mm-hmm. there was probably, I mean, if they'd had more plays in that awful second half, but there was probably, like, one or two opportunities to go and have a deep shot against the cover three cornerback and, and Gino hasn't been scared to throw that to, to DK either when he's covered like no. he's you know the the touchdown that he had uh, against Atlanta uh, he was covered oh was, yeah. Uh, yeah 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 great there, point there was the uh the the double pass in San Francisco that ended up getting called back like you know Gino hasn't been shy to pull the trigger there so uh, I'm sure as soon as they get that look they're they're you know Gino's going right to that yeah yeah uh, I agree 